0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's the
2: most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original
1: podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite team.
2: And lots
1: of
0: hot takes.
3: Order. Order in the court.
2: Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You're listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com The
3: There's something in your heart And this in your eyes Is the fire Inside of
0: What? We uh, wish uh, episode 59 was full of joy and happiness and free Dunkin' Donuts coffee. But, uh, of course, we are fueled by Dunkin' Philly and, uh, you know, a good spooky treat. They got a whole bunch of their uh, their Halloween donuts that I just saw this past weekend. They're doing that. Of course, the new dark roast coffee. If you're feeling down, you're feeling blue, maybe you want a pumpkin muffin or their new uh, pumpkin, uh, pumpkin cream brulee latte. Uh, that's all there at your greater Philadelphia Dunkin' Donuts. But, uh, it's uh we're, we're probably going to go through a lot of different stuff here we're kind of already semi arguing uh <laughs> off air as uh, i'm sure the passion will come through on the air as we welcome in everybody uh for the reaction show first and foremost i gotta say welcome back to the band that flew all the way out to arizona to come out and hang out with his buddy mike k they were at the game so it'll be a nice little different perspective welcome back mr dan Klosner. how are you sir
2: Ah, uh, very good, very good. I uh, wish wish it was better, wish we could be having a happier uh, podcast, but good to, good to be back, guys, good to be back.
0: <laughs> and of course, sit, probably sitting directly to his left, uh, the one and only Mr. Mike K here as well. How are you, buddy? But yeah, I
3: am, I'm sitting to his left. <laughs> and that's all I'll <laughs> uh,
0: Where are you, John? I'm, uh, I'm uh, the nanny cam that's right behind you, next to the uh, television screen. Uh, and of course, uh, Matt Daring from our Eagles joining us one more time. How are you, my friend?
1: Doing well. I've been stuck in Mike's chimney for about a week, so (laughs) gotta say I'm pretty happy to be out of there. Ready to come out.
3: It's kind of of crazy because I don't even have a chimney, but he's still there. I can hear him. (laughs) Um,
0: And of course, we want to get to your tweets, uh, your reactions, all that good stuff. Always, uh, you know, fire back. We're always here uh, at BGN underscore radio. Uh, Guys, a lot to get lots and lots to get into. There is so many actually great positive things that went so well with some of the great negative things. I'm not sure exactly where to start, but I'll start here first because this has been kind of a a semi-annoyance. I've been going back and forth with a lot of you on Twitter this afternoon and and in post-game and all this stuff. Uh, A lot of people are jumping on the 62 passes thing of how ridiculous that is and Chip Kelly needs to come up with a, a, a different game plan or run more. Let me tell you something. It was working. <laughs> First and foremost, the passing game was absolutely working. Jeremy Macklin has a career high day today. He looked phenomenal, beating Patrick Peterson until the unfortunate, uh, you know, double concussion that uh, Deion Buchanan uh, laid out there, or at least tried to. Um, I just think that it was it was working. The pass set up the run today, guys. Thirteen of those passes were on the final drive. So, um, you know, if the run, if the if you're going up against the number one run defense. You don't want to give Shady, what, 40 carries or whatever it is. He's already at 21 as it is and 26 for everybody on the day. That's just as much as Ellington, who had 23, was just as effective, except he was the one that had the touchdown. So, you know, I, I, I'm I okay with the game plan. Mike, I'm curious, were you okay with the game plan of just attacking him through the air today?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, as the game was going on, it felt like it was taking like 55 hours to uh end the first half, but uh
2: I think that second quarter is the longest quarter I've ever experienced. Probably, yeah, <laughs> that was
3: that was a little much. And
2: but, nobody scored either.
3: Yeah, that made it even worse, but you know, I I think that those wrinkles that you saw with Jordan Matthews and Zach Ertz and they had those the the fake and then they ran through um I guess it wasn't even a shallow cross. It was behind the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And they would pick up like 10 to 15 yards. I thought that was great. I mean, you know, Nick was not very good, but he wasn't – like he made some really good throws. And obviously there was times where he did have rhythm. And I thought you should follow that. I, You know, the run game was working, but
2: it I was, mean t- – Today was quintessential NFL Nick Foles. He had some really good throws, splicing some, with some really bad ones, bad decisions, too much drifting. Nah, I just – it didn't inspire enough confidence even when they you know it, that was the whole thing as i said there wasn't ever enough confidence and you look at the stats and what he had over 400 yards but it's going to it was how many yards per attempt like less than 7 uh, four, 400
0: 411 so it's like 6.6 i think it was was yeah, the was so
2: yeah. the yards per attempt and was quarterback rating was probably what like mid 80s or something somewhere so around so, there yeah yeah it's and i think that that's you're looking at this game is nick Foles in a nutshell. Yeah, a, pretty much. He's a league average quarterback at his ceiling. And there are some times where he's just not going to make the plays that you need. And there'll be other times where he makes throws where you're like, wow. I mean, I can't believe you know, wow. Exclamation point. I can't believe he made that throw like the Macklin one. The Macklin was incredible. And I it yeah, was amazing. Amazing.
0: Yeah.
2: And the problem is that like if you ever want two plays that encapsulate what Nick Foles is as, as a quarterback, it's right it's the Riley it's the it's the rollout and the fifty-yard heave to Riley Cooper, followed yeah, by awesome. him. Missing Matthews wide open in the end zone, rushing his mechanics, throwing off his back foot, throwing up a, a duck, and getting it picked off. That was a terrible back, interception. back-to-back plays. That's that's Nick Foles in a nutshell for his NFL career, as far as I yeah. Can. Yeah,
0: and that was the craziest part too. Was just that there. You know, if you if you throw it in bounds, if you throw either one of those in bounds, I ninety percent sure that's a touchdown, and the game is is winning, and we're celebrating and.
1: Win or lose, right here, three receivers left. McClain to the right, pulls in the shotgun. Pulls his back. Pulls his looking. Here comes the rush. He is throwing it for the end zone, and it is no incomplete
2: out of the end zone intended for Jordan Matthews.
0: You know we're hoisting Nick up on his on his big D and I'm not, no, no, and... I'm not,
2: talk- I'm not talking about the last play. I'm oh, talking about <laughs> well, Martin- well, Martin- <laughs> Matthews was open for probably a couple seconds, and Nick saw him late. His body was probably at about a 45 degree angle. Stepped off his back thro- foot and just threw a, a, a duck, a little wobbler. Antonio Cromartie had enough time to come over from the out from you now, probably about five, ten yards out, and close on it and pick it off.
1: At the Arizona 25, 7-7 the score. Seven and a half to go in the first half. Folds, pumps, looks, fires, and it is intercepted. Intercepted in the end zone by Cromartie, and he comes to the five. The 10, the 15, comes to the 20, the 30, and finally he is brought
2: down across the 35 by Lane Johnson. That one too, that was, absolutely, yeah. That was, because it was just the dichotomy of the conundrum of Nick Foles on those two plays you saw him roll out by time and throw that 50-yard heave to Cooper to get him downfield, and then the very next play... He has a guy wide open for a touchdown, and he just does literally everything poorly that a quarterback right. can do on a throw. Yeah, it
0: was, uh, yeah. Was that what that Matthew? That was to Huff, right? On that one, that's the one you're talking about.
2: It was Matthews, it was Matthews. Well, but the thing is, was, uh, Huff was Huff unlucky was unlucky enough to un- <laughs> end up in the shot. Yeah, <laughs> yes.
3: Huff was fumble. But here's the thing: what I will say is this, and and Dan and I. Um, Spoke about it uh, because obviously you guys can't see the all twenty two and you don't have whatever. Nick didn't miss receivers in this game. It didn't seem like, just from our our viewpoint, it didn't seem like he was opening and he was getting away the ball a lot. You know when he needed to. But instead of that, you know, like yeah, Dan said, yeah, there
2: was no instance where there was a guy a guy or two running wide open down the field and we're going nuts that he doesn't see. Yeah, like yeah, no, I, I don't I,
0: think I really saw that either. But um, man, I'm curious what as far as like the TV perspective. I mean, I I personally saw a lot of higher throws. A lot of some of some of them were inaccurate. Granted, I know he's throwing a lot more than he probably should be. What did you see out the, out of him, Matt? Uh,
1: not a lot, but it's just been sort of going on all for a while. I mean, I I sort of. I picked out what was it? it? Was the second or third game? It was a there was a handful of pl- throws where I just showed he's just consistently missing easy throws. You know he's he's throwing too high. He's it's mostly just been throwing too high. And I think people are saying like, well, that's you know that's how he managed to not throw so many interceptions. I yeah. don't know if that's true, but. But uh mm-hmm. we saw today, like, you know, I can remember towards the end, he like hit Shady rolling out and Shady had to like knock it in the air, just like got yeah. some fingertips on it and chase it down. I mean, this was this was par for the course. There was another one late in the game too. He overthrew Matthews. Matthews had to jump way up and by that time, you know, he'd already taken him out of his his momentum and he uh, you know, managed to get two yards out of it somehow, but he had he had nobody around him and if it was a better throw, it was uh you know, it was a lot more yards. I just don't think I just don't think he's there yet. I think his feet are bad. I think he's not... I don't think he's the brightest. I don't know. He doesn't he doesn't really inspire me. Uh, I mean, so stop me if this sounds familiar, but you know, the the, the Cardinals they blitzed a ton. They blitzed so much. Yeah. But the offensive line, I think, really I mean, their blitzes were not all that interesting and they, they did really right well. So you see, like, you know, here comes five guys the offensive line, they got it all they've got it all taken care of. You see Nick, he takes the takes the passing and shotgun and he just starts walking backwards anyway.
0: Yeah, and 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 especially especially on I, I can't remember exactly what it was, uh I think it was on a third and five uh, as they were driving towards in the second quarter. Shady picked up a blitz, like, knocked, almost knocked the dude over. And yeah. he kept it back talking Tobin. about stuff. Yeah.
2: Dude, Matt, I yeah. thought Matt Tobin had a good game. Matt, Matt Tobin had his, his best game of his career. He, he annihilated <laughs> Jeff in that interception, unfortunately. <laughs> or the great yeah, that was yeah, he, he was wasn't, getting that out wasn't and great. Was in, really, really whacking, guys. Yeah. I think there, were about, there was about, like, four plays in a row where the Cardinals just brought, they had a, a free a blitzer c- come in clean. And I think Nick got hit on four straight plays. On yeah. one or two of them, he made a good throw, like good stick throws. But just after that, you know, he he's always – his his natural instinct is always to fade backwards, which yeah. is which is a problem even when there's not. But after that, he just seems so – I wouldn't say rattled, but he just – even like even when there wasn't – like even when these blitzes wouldn't get home, even the faintest hint of a pressure, he was backing yeah. up. And, and throwing you know, it out of Throwing it off his back foot, jump throwing. I've never seen a quarterback his size – so averse to climbing, stepping up in the pocket and climbing the pocket. And the thing that he almost doesn't understand is it's worse to fade back because these defenders have a much easier time to pursue you, whereas if they're running the arc and they can't get you and you step up, they're five, ten yards up the field, and they're not going to be able to come back and get you, whereas if you keep backing up, it's a much easier pursuit for them. So,
3: and, And I think what's ironic about that, about him not wanting to step up in the pocket, he can take a hit. He's a tough kid. But yeah. I mean, I just don't understand. There's like a dichotomy of Nick Foles. Nick Foles can make you know make accurate throws, but then he'll throw stuff that are crazy. I, I, he's a rhythm quarterback for sure. And but you and sometimes it, it, sometimes
1: he looks like such a badass, and other times he looks like such a right. you know we, like we he's had, just we, scared.
3: We had a couple of play the third quarter. The two of us were sitting there like, wow, dude, he's just taking hits and he's yeah. throwing good balls. He had he had a couple of throws to Earth that were like.
2: Perfect. Yeah, there were two straight anticipation plays that we were talking right, about. It yeah. was one to Ertz, and maybe the, I forget who the other one was. Uh, I want to say, Was it Matthews or Selig. I don't know. Uh, but it was to convert. Seller, it was to yeah. convert for first downs on like five yard passes where he Cooper. threw it right. At, maybe it was Cooper, where he threw yeah. it right as the guy was doing his break and the ball was there in his hands, right, you know, right up, right beyond the outstretched fingertips of the defensive back. So, like, like, we see these flashes, but the overall inconsistency just kind of makes you, really makes you wonder if he's ever going to put it together. And I've, you know, Mike's been more of a fan than me. And I, even before the season, I just never, you know, I just never was really inspired by it. I've never thought that he's the kind of guy who would put it together. And we're, we're seeing it in these kind of games that it's, you know, what is his ceiling? It's not the guy you saw last year. I think it's closer to the guy that we're seeing this year. Yeah, well, and, and then, you and know,
1: I, I like to uh, I like to make fun of other teams because you know you see a lot of people and, and Eagles fans do this too, but you see a lot of people on the message boards and whatever being like, well, you know, if, if everything goes this way and these guys all get better at right. these specific things, like this team's going to be like, who beats them? No one. And it's like, yeah, well, this doesn't really happen. <laughs> so I sort of feel every, like
2: that's every team every, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah um, exactly.
1: And so I sort of feel like we're doing this with Foles, but on a smaller level. Where we're like, well, look, if he only stops being bad at what he's bad at, like take away <laughs> what he's bad at, you got a pretty good player.
0: Yeah, you know, you know I. I I understand that too, and I guess for the for me as a whole, I know there's probably a lot of you be like, okay, I'm waiting for the Sanchez comment. I I actually think he played fine for what he for what he was asked to do. I think he played fine, but but here's I just want to finish real quick and just say that the the key is the red zone turnovers killed this team, and that's falls once, and that's a rookie mistake on Huff. He is rolling. He is looking. He floats it over to
1: Huff huff across the 15 across the 10 he fumbles the football and it is picked up by Arizona
0: That's a killer. That's 21 to 7 probably before halftime and and now and now you're talking about a potential blowout which it kind of felt like it could happen if that if all those things kind of aligned, but it just didn't. So I'm curious Mike how much blame is is to go around here and who's who's the biggest finger pointer that you're looking at?
3: I want four new corners next year. Whoa, oh, yeah. Um, Nate Allen. Sorry, I forgot to throw him in the mix, dude. Geez. Yeah, and you know Brandon what? I, yeah, I'm not going to uh, I'm sugar this, but you know what? I'd put more blame on Brandon Boykin than I would on Nick Foles and losing yeah, this game. Really bad Brandon Boykin stage. was absolutely
2: horrific. Yeah, dude, John Brown. I kind of I called this. He, called it. he John, called it. John Brown was the X Factor and he had the biggest game of his career up to this point. He hadn't. He's yeah. got four three speed, but until this game, he didn't have any uh, plays over twenty four yards, and he had two of them today. He probably had more than that. I him. mean, it, he, it all he, blurs he, together. Yeah, and he, and he had a great <laughs> game. And, he, and Boykin was the victim on a couple of these plays.
3: Also, he he came up limp twice in the game in the fourth quarter, and they still kept him in the game. I thought Nolan Carroll actually played a very very good game. Um, yeah,
1: Carroll's been seeing a lot of work in safety. Carroll, I know.
2: Carroll played a good game. He had he had some really good stops, and he had that nice. Uh, pass uh, break up in the middle of the field, I think it was probably yeah. well, which you got her Nick Foles' quarterback rating was 75.4, so yeah. bad, bad. Bad, yeah, bad, and
3: and you know, and the thing is, too, is it, you know, it sucks when you have a guy who has a career actually, probably, I, I thought Macklin and, and Cooper played their best games of the year yeah. and you're still losing games and Nick's still got a 75 passer rating. Yeah, well, you know, I
1: said, uh, I said on Twitter, I was like, you know, all of Macklin's best games have been losses because God doesn't want People to like Jeremy macklin
3: yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty, that's actually pretty fair. Yeah, yeah,
1: like yeah, remember the Atlanta game a few years ago? Everyone and I, oh, I tweeted yeah. that I was like, remember that Atlanta game? And, and like seven people were like, isn't that the game where he dropped the pass? I'm like, yeah, he also caught 15 <laughs> balls for 170 <laughs> yards. So you know, well, okay, we'll call it a push. There's also but, Mike
3: Kafka that looked terrible. So oh really yeah, I know
1: the, pa- the, the pass that derailed Mike Kafka's career. um uh, <laughs> Can I say a little something about the defense? Absolutely. I thought they, uh, I thought they played great. I, I know, you know, we're not exactly impressed with the secondary, and you know, they are who they are. But I thought the defense, the front seven, uh, more, more, the, or less. the front seven especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brand, Brandon, skill, Brandon yeah. Graham was everywhere. Uh, I thought uh, yeah. Benny Logan had a good game. Uh, Bo Allen had a good game. Um. Who else? Cox just, had another it good game. Cedric. Cedric had another really good game. I mean, these guys are playing really well. I think Billy and uh, Coach Az are doing a really, really good job. I mean, this is a unit, and I've been saying this for a while, but I just want to point out that I think they get better every week. Yep.
2: Well, the whole the performance gets obscured by the two huge defensive breakdowns, which is unfortunate yeah. because the front seven really did play a good game, and but, um, even but if they I, didn't I, I sacks, I they, have have they were saying. Get-
1: I think that the I think that the defense has way more identity than the offense right now. Yep. Uh, Yes. And and I think that I think that, like, you know, the the defense and and, uh, if you know me, you know how much it pains me to say this. But the defense is something (laughs) that I could seriously rally behind at the moment.
2: Yep. Well, and uh, and with that, I'm just curious. Can you imagine this defense with the offense last year? It's uh, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. So that's I guess that's what I want to know is. So what is what's missing from the offense exactly? I mean, it seems like they're still be able to move the ball here. They're still able to run pretty much all over the place. Uh yeah, I mean like with whatever not exactly run, but move down the field, I should say. Um, what's missing? It seems
1: it seems like they're getting just burned by bad situations. You know, yeah. they end up with they end up in long in long yardages, and it seems like they're getting hurt by inconsistent play. And I think it's, I mean that one's that's an easy one. That's a slam dunk. I mean, you know, Falls has not Foles has not been consistent. Shady hasn't been consistent. They've both been inconsistent I, at the same time. I think the line's been inconsistent. We've just been seeing, you know, not a ton here on the offense that's anything other than like just utter heart attack inducing stuff. And I guess, you know, that's kind of fun because you're like, well, they could go off. They could be playing, you know, they could any given play, they could score a touchdown. This, team's, this team is loaded with talent and the has put their put their guys in the best position they can possibly do it. And, uh, you know, they just uh, they just and the other times you're just like, holy crap, like what the hell's going on? <laughs> I've I've never think, seen anything so upsetting in my life.
2: I also think and this is a big thing of like especially when we're talking about um Chip Kelly, I think their attention to detail has been lacking this season. They're not mm-hmm. they're not doing enough of the little things that you mm-hmm. need to win. They had what I mean did they have like 15 penalties it felt, today? It,
3: it felt like they, they had have, 55 penalties. They haven't been well, able to convert. I mean if,
0: if, if we're talking about the penalties, I'm going to let some of those go cuz I mean some of them are really really are at least rest were very garb- inconsistent. The, so
3: Listen, the rest were garbage, but still I mean I mean, yeah, the, the level the level of ineptness when it came to re- repeating the same. I think uh, maybe maybe Tobin and and Molk um, and were the only linemen that didn't get penalized. There was, uh, you know, I think it came went both ways. This was a game of yeah. penalties, and
2: they, they they were way too sloppy for a team that was coming off a bye. Right? Yeah, I think that's, well, way, that's intense, and, but, yep. way too sloppy. Yep, way sloppy and inconsistent for a team that had two weeks off and had extra time to prepare. And that was the thing that I think I was most Disturbed about, especially, you know, since what we've become spoiled by with Chip is that the attention to detail is so high and that they're a team that does the little things well, that they're going to beat you with, like, the smaller parts of the game and that the finer points that other coaches or other players on other teams might not um, –
0: well let's let's talk about some of those points too because they were I mean honestly they're very crucial. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of different opinions on exactly why you're running the ball from shotgun on 3rd and inches. Uh, it, it's, uh, I mean I mean there's there is a ton of that today. Guys, it's it's faster from snap to snap than if he's than if Nick is behind the line. Nick is not the greatest QB sneaker in the world. He can barely slide. So I understand that going forward. Do you guys agree with that or it's yes. There's some yeah. other differences. He's
2: not there. a good. Q- it's, it's, and it tells you all you need to know that they don't trust him on the QB sneak when you have a quarterback who's well, 6'6, 240 and, pounds. And David, he's not good at it. Well,
3: and also David Mulk's not going to. Right. And David I mean, Mulk's
2: not going to overpower anybody right. in the same. I mean, you got David Mulk. He's not, you know, he's but, 290 pounds. He's not going to be pushing anybody over that you need. But still, like, you know, you need Nick Foles to take a snap and then reach his arms over for, for that yard. And they just, you know, they went to the shotgun. And the thing is, though, from like, even if. You're in the shotgun as opposed to under center. You're handing the ball off. The mesh point is at the same spot. You're still getting right.
3: leverage. Leveraging yeah. it's, missed,
2: it's at the same spot, and you might have a little more buildup with a guy when you're under center with the running back. But even then, I I don't know. I probably
3: I, well, wouldn't have run at that play, but I, I had it, no problem.
2: with I think the it's call. just an easy thing to pick on. Yeah. Whether or not. well, here's here's the other thing that I have a problem with, and this is my
0: this is my big issue with Chip today, or who's ever in charge of throwing replays. I know it probably. I don't know if they showed it to you in the stadium. But Chris Polk was clearly crossed that marker for a first down. I mean, yeah, he I thought, thought it was a was
2: touchdown. Even I thought it was, was, they, they didn't show the replay in the stadium, we, obviously. We but even it. so, we were all yelling as soon as like he made that extra push and, and reached over, we were yelling, "You got a ch- yeah, yeah. challenge! You got a challenge on the ball!" And the you know challenging spots it's it's very rarely that it's going to go in your favor. But somebody I forget who somebody on Twitter made a good point that it's set such a defined part of the field with such defined markers yeah. that it might have been a little easier. To um, to overturn a spot like that, and so, and
3: you know the place the ball placement all game yeah. was so bad. It was horrible. Yeah, it was it was it was. Did
2: you see? Did you see? Brad, John Brown almost fumbled at the goal line. Yeah, on that on his long touchdown, the ball came. Yes. like ever so loose, and he just kind of pinned it against his ear. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, uh, It's speaking it's, of fumbles, by the way. I, I, you know, we did crap all over the secondary. That Nate Allen strip and recover was Amazing. absolutely awesome.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that's sort of what part of what I've been talking about, which is the-, the the defense is getting their identity. Like they are they've been going for the ball all year. We've been seeing them do it, and we've seen it even to their detriment a little bit. Although I mean, ultimately, yeah. I don't think I really have any problem with it. But you see them like instead of just trying to tackle and wrap up, you see them like if they think they have a chance, you see like Malcolm Jenkins like sticking his hand in there and trying yeah, to scoop yeah. the ball out. They all yeah, rally in and
2: they all go for the strip. It's like it's like watching the Bears from like when they were with Lovey Smith, and you know yeah. they would always they'd always seemed like they would just rip the ball out i was saying it's such a shame i was so ready to praise Nate Allen for that play like you know probably the most heads-up play of his career and then he bites on the face he bites and lets john brown run right by him
1: two receivers to each side third and five palmer calling for the ball he's back he steps up he looks. He is going deep down the middle, and it is caught. And stumbling forward and going into the end zone is John Brown. I spawned a really great conversation on Twitter about how good, good-looking Nate Allen is.
3: <laughs> he is a handsome he man. He man. Really, really is. Yeah. He's also a handsome man. I think the issue is, is really inconsistency. And you know what? Uh, you know, I hate to point this out, but um, a lot of the guys that made penalties or errors today were Oregon players. Uh, <laughs> Uh I actually but I will say this I'm moving if we're having an Oregon power power ranking I'm moving Brandon Bear to easily number 1. Guy's been awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's been great. Uh, uh Jeff Mail had a fantastic catch today.
2: Yeah, that a, yeah, it yeah, was a really good catch on third down. Too. Yeah.
3: But then, then you look at Huff with the uh, oh, with the fumble, and then they didn't
2: throw. They didn't throw to Huff again. I think he threw. Up, I think he might have thrown to Huff one more time, and it was the ball that was way out of bounds.
3: And then what was the what was the penalty? There was a penalty on. It was at Casey Matthews. Casey Matthews had a penalty, and uh, he looked, he looked
2: no, slightly uh, Jeff, lost
1: today. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Mail had a Jeff Mail had a penalty. He had the yeah the
3: Jeff Mail. Oh, Man- yeah, yeah, he he was hit
1: the guy games. in the butt.
3: Oh yeah. Right. Uh, oh yeah, the illegal block. The illegal yeah, block, right? right. So. You know, I think what we need to get back to, and I said the sedan uh, before. Mail made that catch. If if Macklin's not playing in the rest of that game, I don't know how you're even close. That's yeah. been become very frustrating to me from a wide receiver. It's not that they don't have depth, but they're just not good enough to to really carry a team if if Macklin's not there. So that's an issue. I mean, you know, we've talked about Vincent Jackson at the trade deadline. Well, uh, let's,
0: let's open it up. We're here. What do you say?
3: That's what you call a segue, hey gentlemen. Now. Um, for for the viewers playing at home, um, you know, I think I think there's merit to it. What I would do if I was Howie is I trade a fifth round pick, conditional, and if he there there would be nine games that he'd play in with the Eagles. If he gets something like seven hundred yards in those nine in those nine games, you give him a fourth or a third, and that way, if you're the Bucks, even though you're inept, you can sell that you got value for him. Um, And the Eagles can also say, oh, wow, we we won that trade because we traded a fifth-round pick for him. Or you could just trade the Bryce uh, Bryce Brown um, pick. Oh, that reminds me. Arizona's stadium... Uh, digital people whatever no,
2: they, were, they were a joke
3: they I mean you thought the refs were bad at one point they <laughs> they had I think they gave us an extra turnover and then they gave themselves uh, zero
2: I, I was I was I was marking this they spelled completed with an a I'll let you figure out where it was it doesn't <laughs> matter and it's a uh, sentence still didn't make it it was this is the first time Larry Fitzgerald has completed for over 100 yards this season or something like that and it was I obviously they had at the end of the game when they did the score 24 20 they had our logo as the Redskins that was yeah, a good no, one that's too. That's good. That's oh, nice. Uh, they had like a couple, t- you know, a couple times they had e- yeah, they forgot to count the uh, Nate Allen forced fumble when they were having yeah. turnovers on the board. It was just it was it was not a good day for the scoreboard operator. Yeah, yeah. but we got to get we got to get Peyton Manning on him. I we
3: mean. We'll go back to v- VJ. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I, how old is Vincent Jackson? Like thirty one. Thirty one. Yeah. I it's uh well here oh, you pass.
0: Well, what else do you? Sp- hold on. Let me just let me just address it though. What else are you supposed to do? I mean, if it's not Vincent Jackson, where else are you looking to for receiver help? And and I mean, it's not like they haven't been quite about the safety position either. So where do you where do you go for those student spots?
2: Oh, you know, Tony Je- the uh, Tony Jefferson had a really good game, yeah, by the way. The safety, the the safety then, for the, the Cardinals balls. had a really good game. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be trading for him, but um, I don't I don't think that I don't know. You can always try to trade for Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> well, here, here, here. I'm sure I'll, that won't
3: create any controversy I'll, yet. I'll tell you another positive of trading for him. His all his bonus money, it, it's gone. It's gone. It doesn't exist. So what you essentially have is him on a bunch of three. You have him on three one-year deals, I believe, or two one-year deals. Yeah, like, one he's, year for no, uh, just, nine point nine point
1: seven million each.
3: Right. So you you've is got it.
2: Play, is he been playing well this year? I haven't. I haven't looked at his stuff. Uh, yeah, like, but he's. Tall. But Dan, he's tall, and he and his <laughs> last name is Jackson, and he's also a freak. But yeah. He's also a freak. you're not even think about his last name being? Oh Jackson. man, and, and he wears what is number?
3: Yeah, that's what me. if he wore the yeah, number man. 10? Think of the jersey sales. <laughs> Gosh, people. Anyway, no, but what I would say is, is he's going to want to, he, he, he's going to want, he's 32, he's going to want bonus money. You could renegotiate that contract, maybe get him at five, at three years Twenty million and give him just a big ass bonus. I think I think you own the leverage over a player like that if you trade for him. Now there's been talks of safety trades, and I've heard names like Devin McCourty and Michael Griffin and Eric Berry. The only guy that Eric realistically Barry. makes sense, yeah. People, I, somebody brought up <laughs> Harrison happen- Smith. That is not happening. Let me just tell you that. Well, yeah. I mean, Devin McCordy would make sense, and I'll tell you why. That's also not happening. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'll tell you why that really just, would, just like none of these trades that we spent the last time Right, that's true, that's true right, right. But I, I think I think if you look at it Belichick doesn't really pl- pay Long term to DBs He's known for giving up on them early um, And then you also have the chip and, and the bill relationship And then you also have the fact that you, They really want their safeties to cover McCourty, like Jenkins Is pretty much a corner Playing safety So I, I think that's where we're Pretty much well, yeah, that's what he is. But uh, he's in the last year of his deal. You can sign him to an extension. And honestly, you'd probably have to trade a conditional pick for him. And it'd probably be based on if he signed an extension. So I I, I think there's merit to all these rumors. Dan and I both agree they're not making a trade. So, you know, uh, none at
1: all. Nothing uh, at all. So, so I have something. It's not much.
3: Yeah.
0: So okay. uh, a friend, yeah. friend of mine,
1: he's uh, he tells me that... Um, that uh, howie loves in season trades because a lot of GMs are really gun shy about it. So right. that makes that makes yeah. the market that makes the market a lot less. It's a, it's like a moneyball thing for howie because you know he's going up against a much reduced pool of bidders in these in season trades. And so he's able to pull off some magic without a without a you know breaking the bank.
0: Yeah, and the the uh, this is what I I don't know. I just if Tampa Bay has not been quiet about. They they want to get rid of him. They want to get rid of Doug Martin. They want to, I mean, like there's a lot of things that how They wants want to, to get rid of Deshaun
1: out. Dawkins. <laughs> yeah, Deshaun yeah, Dawkins. Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, we'll that. But,
0: the, it, but, but uh, I, Mike, I'm with you. I think if you can get him for a conditional fifth rounder or, or even I go as high as a fourth, you can easily restructure that contract. It's definitely something you need. Maybe it's, I, I don't know. At that point, are you saying that cutting Deshaun is a mistake if you're, if you're going out and getting a guy like that?
3: No, completely un- unrelated whatsoever because Jackson's not the same player. And honestly, when you here's the thing, people need need to kind of take into account. And I think we all four of us can agree on this. Uh, he believes in continuity. Only Cody Parkey wasn't with them at OTAs. I know I constantly bring that up, but that's huge to them. I mean, they even brought back Vander Velde. Uh, so you're you're looking at its team that believes in guys knowing the playbook. And I think if you bring in a guy like Vincent Jackson, he's not going to start for the first three games it's okay, of the year. just here. throw
2: it up to him in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. throw it up
3: to him in the end zone. And, and honestly, I think that if you did that and and had him out out there as opposed to a guy like Matthews, who Dan and I are, we don't even know what he is yet. So right. Uh, I think I think you're looking at a guy that would bring out probably the best in Nick. He'd probably bring out the best in the other receivers, and he can block too. My
2: problem, right. my, my, speaking of with Jordan Matthews, my problem with him is like I don't. I'm starting to wonder if he's a guy who's going to average more than 10 or 11 yards per right. catch on, yeah. in a season. Yeah. He doesn't have great separation skills, and honestly, his vision on these screens was really it was really horrible. poor today. Yeah, horrible. To, and, and it's it's like on the outside.
0: It it almost looked like at points he was running in cement, even though the, there wasn't really anything around him. So that was that was a little concerning to me too.
2: He's hesitant and he and he has lead feet on those, and then he runs like he runs into Jeff Mails' block on the on the perimeter near the sidelines instead of cutting it upfield where there's like five yards of open space. So
0: yeah, and I'm uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill him either because I still think that I mean there's a lot of room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, stuff, I think
2: but. I think that we've seen good things from him this year. The problem is that I don't, he's not an, he doesn't seem like he's going to be at least right now, an explosive big play kind of guy. And I think what you have is your Riley Cooper replacement. Yeah. That's that's what. Yeah. And, but I, I don't even know if he's as good athletically as Riley. He's not. I mean, speed wise, speed speed wise, wise he's probably, but I'm talking about just jump ball. I don't
3: know. It's well, and then that was, was, and he's not aggressive either. That's another issue I've had. He, he's, he, he at his size, mm. he should be he should be fighting for balls, and he should be overpowering cornerbacks, especially slot corners. Because I mean, I'm not again, I'm not going to kill him. And it seemed what they were trying to do in this game is get all the depth players involved. Yeah, Even, depth Jeff Mail got way, I mean, way more snaps than I think he's ever gotten. I mean, you had Huff in there a lot. I mean, Polk was in there a lot. I mean, he, you know, Chris
2: Polk did not go for hundred yards and a touchdown. He should have had that touchdown, though. Yeah, yeah, I he should have uh, I, I mean, had that touchdown, but
0: um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tell you a guy that doesn't get too much separation and is not that fast, um, Kelvin Benjamin. Benjamin's
3: <laughs> also like six. Hey. Yeah, I know. And I know, I know. Freakish, freakishly aggressive in the air.
0: I know. I know. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I'm saying we probably 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 could have had both. I'm just saying. Uh, but one thing I did like in that Mark uh, Salt fight, who I'm sure was there too, and I'm sure you guys noticed, there was there was some hope at at some point that Josh Huff and Riley Cooper were kind of inter replacing one another. So I actually think Huff might be the guy to replace riley cooper eventually uh Uh, and
1: i'd love that because i thought that huff with the 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 jitters aside i thought he looked amazing yeah no he he did i thought he i thought he looked great minus the fumble that that awesome i I mean that awesome thing where he should he should have had his head up and realized like this is the nfl so defensive linemen are going to chase you down but he i mean on that run he looked like he was impossible to bring down he looked like one of those uh big inflatable clowns that you punch and they pop right back up <laughs> i mean that was that was like really really impressive and i'm just watching this and i'm just salivating i'm like look at this guy go and then it all fell apart but up until that point it uh i mean i was i was all about it i was a uh, you know i had my my little huff fan club sign and
0: yeah absolutely. Man, that's right yeah uh, as we're wrapping up here guys dan i'm curious just what what is what do you think needs to happen now? I mean, it's I I feel like crap only because the last that those last couple of plays of the game, I mean, I, I really do think if Nick Foles throws anywhere near uh, the the touchdown and the end zone and not out of bounds, that's probably
2: both those yeah, both those last throws. The guys in there, Matthews made the catch, but he had no chance to get his feet right, in bounds.
0: Right. Right. So uh, with with that saying, uh, the, despite that. They went to toe to toe with Arizona. They did the same thing with San Francisco, basically having no offense. Do you do you feel good about about it going forward, or you kind of feel mixed emotions uh, here? I'm
2: never going to feel good after a loss like this, where they squandered so many opportunities and really should have won against against a like a, a good team in a really really difficult place to play. I think they I think they they, loud. it's a loud it's a loud place. They play hard. They play opportunistically there, and they don't expect to lose at home. Um, I don't. I mean. Listen, I expect them to come off and beat the goddamn living daylights out of the Texans <laughs> next week, which is good. I think there's going to be some serious motivation. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of pissed off players. But, you know, beating Houston on the road doesn't have the same pizzazz as beating – you know, you very well might have to come back to Arizona in the playoffs right. now yeah. because they lost this game.
0: Which is not a good thing because I, I don't know if you know, uh, 13 years now in a row – Philadelphia Eagles have not been able, or a thirteen-year drought. They haven't been able to beat Arizona at home, so that's that's not a good thing. Yeah, I really do th- think they should have could have broken that tonight, but
2: they really like those those opportunities in the second quarter that they screwed up. You know that that was that was the deciding factor yeah. in the
0: game yeah. at yeah. the My, end. Uh, Mike, I just want to get you near quick as we're wrapping up your final thoughts. Where do you see these guys going now?
3: And I think this is a moment unlike San Francisco where it's like, okay, well you have a ton to work on and, but you know what, you know you're good enough to hang with these good teams and Arizona's probably going to win the division. So um, I think, I think they're in a good spot and I think they'll still make the playoffs. I mean what they do in the playoffs with the way Nick Foles is playing, we'll see, but um, you know, I don't know I, if they're
2: going to win a playoff. Game. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
3: and that's the thing, too. And if that happens, then you can definitely say so long to Nick. I think that's a lock. I, I definitely don't think he's getting paid. This game kind of proved. this. I mean, he had 10 games to turn it around, and this start to it probably is not. Um, the way, but anyway, but, you know. Before I close out, I also want to mention um, the stadium was packed with the Eagles fans. Eagle, the Eagles fans traveled very, very well. Dan kept talking to Arizona Cardinals fans, saying that this was a home game for us. Um, you know, we got to meet some internet greats. We got to meet DDP. We got to meet Delia. You know, we hung out with fans. So nine. Um, Can't wait you know, to see what
0: EDP has to say at the end of this.
3: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's gonna be a real interesting one. Um, and, and you know, and and Eagles West put on a great, great show uh, with Green Legion. Um, these, green, these Green Legion
2: people are out. yeah, great. Yeah, ones.
3: I mean, there was there must have been five hundred people, and they were in the they were right next to where the uh, Arizona Coyotes play. Um, and I, I don't think Arizona's ever seen anything like that. Um, so I'm saying a lot of ums, but. <laughs> I you know it it really kind of speaks to this fan base. I think if we gonna we're gonna take anything positive away from this win, um for four days Arizona. Well this yeah this loss. Sorry, (laughs) I'm trying to I'm trying to create a win, Dan. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) you know if if we can take anything away from these four days is that Eagles fans love their team and they're willing to travel to the desert and which is as hot as hell and Mm -hmm. um I mean I, I would say at least four or five thousand
0: strong Matt I want to get your final thoughts in here as well
1: uh a couple of things one I feel like um we're starting to see that you know the things that Nick Foles isn't good at like the the little things it's really starting to limit our playbook you know his inability to sneak or his um you know his inability to make make certain throws under certain circumstances I mean we're seeing we're seeing a lot of like very sort of weird play calling, and I'm betting it's because Chip Kelly's up late in his office at night, ripping pages out of his playbook and being <laughs> like, "Nope, can't do that, can't do that." And um, yeah, and I and I, I just want to say, like, you know, I think the defense they're playing a lot better. They gotta, I mean, they gotta they gotta tighten all that stuff up. But the front seven is really taking yep, over games, and and I think I think Billy Davis is really he's really got some he's really got a stew cooking here. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I and I think that uh, for the first time in a Schemes while. Are working. Yeah, and we're seeing that this team's got a lot more personality on D than on O, and I uh, don't care for that. So let's uh, let's pick it up. Absolutely, and I hope that the
0: offense kind of finds its identity eventually. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Nick Foles, for me, is not the guy going forward. He might be the guy for the rest of the season. That's fine, and, and, and we're going to have to live and die with that, and there's going to be plenty more of these games and all that stuff. Um, I'm not saying that Mark Sanchez is a better quarterback but i do think that there is no would be really no big difference in play and that's a problem so it, you know and but the, but the other good thing is chip kelly system again does not need a superstar quarterback. You don't have to sell the house for Marcus Mariota as much as we all would like that to happen. I think there's guys there that you can shape and mold and just have, if they have better feet than Nick Foles, I think that's a a plus. If you can add that decision-making plus that, and the rest of his arm skills are all there, I think this team has obviously a lot of potential. Everything that he's grooming up here is going to be great. The one thing I will tell you is, if every single one of you go on the radio this morning and say that, the game plan was terrible and you keep harping on the 62 passes thing, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. It's just that the, it, it worked, guys. It worked. If you take 13 passes away, that's about 50. Those games are going to happen sometimes, especially when the defense says throw the ball and guys that we've lived through like Andy Reid and Rich Code tight and Ray Rhodes said, no, I'm just going to run my scheme anyway because fuck them. That's the that's how you beat teams. You see where their weaknesses are and you exploit them. That's exactly what happened today. Besides a rookie fumble and an interception in the red zone, this is a blowout. So that's that's all I'll say.
2: Not once during the game, like a lot of times with the what I say like why are we passing? We're passing way too much. Why aren't we running? Not once during this game that I feel like why are you know why aren't we running the ball more? We shouldn't be passing as much. So and I just want to say I thought Shady had a good game against the number one ranked run D in the league. Yep. Um, I thought we definitely missed Sproles as that explosive change of pace back, especially yep. when it came to like potentially getting him out in space on screens or on linebackers. I thought Cedric Thornton had an awesome game. Yeah. Awesome. He had that one. Fantastic he's such games. a freak athlete. People people underrate his athleticism. They just think he's this strong, big brute run stuffer. He had a pass deflection where he jumped up in the air as he was being blocked to the ground, I thought to yeah, D'Amico had some really good run stuff. So Manuel Ocho played well too. Yeah. And on this, you know, in the same game with his brother. No, that was, I just wanted to kind of like, before we, before we uh, ended the show, I just wanted to make sure I got some of those individual, um, individual names out there. And yeah, I, I think today what we saw is a team that squandered some golden opportunities. Wasn't good enough with attention to detail and just let us uh, let a very winnable game against a good team in a really difficult environment, get away from them. And, um, you know, it's one of those games where I chalked it up as a loss going into the season, and but it it really just like being there and watching it unfold. It really shouldn't have been.
0: Yeah, and um, it's it's almost there. And as Tupac would say, keep your head up because uh, it's it's. I mean, it's good. I I think it's despite how crappy it was, I still think we're in a good position going forward here. At least the Eagles are. Uh, for myself, John Barchard. For Mister Dan Closter I triumphant return to BGN Radio and we welcome him back anytime from Mike Kay and of course from Matt Daring we thank you all for listening to BGN Radio number 59 right here on BleedingGreenNation.com You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com He's back he
1: is going deep looking deep for Macklin who races and has it touchdown the ball
3: What? Wow.
0: Can
1: you throw the ball any more perfect than that?